You've tuned into The Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to The Dr. Lowe Show. Hey guys, we are doing a fun episode. We have one of our shine team teammates on the show. We have Christy Crandall and I'm really excited to have her. We're talking about our one, two punch approach to autoimmunity. And we have now worked together for a few months and it's been so fun working together and it's been really effective working together. So I wanted to bring a little bit of the shine clinic experience to you guys and give you kind of a behind the scenes approach of how we talk about cases, how we approach our patient care. Um, it's really different than what you'll, ex- you know, what you would experience definitely through conventional medicine. Um, both of us have experience in this area personally and with patients. So we feel pretty qualified to talk about it with you guys. And, and we just really want you to feel um, like we understand and we're giving you some real hope. I want you guys to listen and feel like you have some hope. And also if you know anyone who deals with autoimmunity, that hopefully this will be a resource that, you know, you can share with them and they'll get some direction as well. So without further ado, we have Christy Crandall on the show. She's an integrative nutrition health coach with an advanced certification in hormone health. Patients who see her are looking for support and healing through nutrition. So really diving in more to the actual, um, you know, health issues that people are dealing with, not just, I want to lose weight. It's, it's a little more complex um, than that. So she has a particular passion for those suffering from autoimmune disorders Um, which is our show today. And also other episodes we'll do in the future about other um, issues that our our patients deal with. Also also gastrointestinal issues, hormone imbalance, or just wanting to break the vicious yo-yo dieting cycle. So really getting into, you know, more of the mental emotional part. And she takes a holistic approach with her um, with her coaching. So she not isn't, she's not only looking at what you're putting on your plate, but also, you know, what's nourishing you off the plate. She believes they were all wonderfully made and were unique and what might be medicine for one person might be poison for someone else. So it's really taking that customized approach with everybody to help them heal. So Christy, welcome to the show. It's good to have you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. And I'm just really excited about this conversation and talking about how you and I just work collaboratively and how effective we're seeing that approach being yes. with, our, with our clients and patients. And yeah, I'm really excited. It's, so thank uh, you. it's so fun. You're welcome. Well, thanks for having the courage to come on. I know this is you're newer in the podcast world, although you've been working for a while now. So it's yeah. cool when you, you know, <laughs> when I first started my podcast back in 2019, I had only been practicing for like three months. So I was pretty new. <laughs> you just dove right in. I just dove right in. That's kind of my style. Just like jump and build wings on the way down. I think that's what they say. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I, I try not to overthink it. Otherwise I'll never do anything. So, right. But, um, yeah. So thanks for saying yes and hopping on the show and, um, and, you know, having the courage to do that. And also I know a lot of what you focus on with your clients, I say patients, but clients, patients is um, a lot of what you've experienced yourself. So what what brought you into doing this line of work? Yeah. So gosh, I'm going to date myself right now, but probably about 12 years ago, I was in my early thirties. Um, I was, I, I call it, I was suddenly diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis because it, 
for me at that time, it kind of came out of left field. Um, I, how I got diagnosed with it is I had a knee injury. I had it torn my meniscus from running and I went in to have my knee checked out and, um, they wanted to do just routine lab work on, on me at that time. And so when I came back to get those lab results, the first thing the doctor said when he walked in was, does rheumatoid arthritis run in your family? And I didn't even know what rheumatoid arthritis was. And all I heard was arthritis. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, arthritis? No. And he's like, well, and then he, you know, explained to me that rheumatoid arthritis is actually an autoimmune condition. And <clears throat> at that time, my ears perked up because my dad had passed away two years prior to that time um, from a really rare autoimmune condition called mm-hmm. Church Strauss syndrome. And so it just really blindsided me. And um, it was in that moment, in that, in that appointment, I knew I wanted to find a way to heal, um, naturally and, and having watched my dad go through his own health journey, um, of going from doctor to doctor, not ever understanding what he had until five days before he passed away. Um, and then seeing him suffer from the side effects from all the various medications that he was on and that kind of thing. So when I heard about my diagnosis, I just knew immediately there has to be a way. I well, first question was was why? Like, why did this happen? Where? What is the root cause? I know this just didn't come out of left field. So just intrinsically, like trying to figure out what, why, wh- why did this come about? And so I wanted to just that's kind of what set me off on my journey to to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started diving into research. At the time, I didn't know anyone my age that had autoimmune condition, so it felt very it can feel very isolating. Um, so I just did a deep dive in researching other people who had healed themselves through nutrition and and through functional naturopathic medicine. And so I just went down that, that path and I was determined to heal. And that just started my whole journey into health and wellness. And so after going through kind of the, the darkest time of that and kind of digging myself up out of that, um, I decided I wanted to pursue this as a career And at the time I was in corporate, I'd been in corporate environment for about 15 years. And I decided to go back to school and get my certification as an integrative nutrition health coach and pursue that passion. And and, uh, so I left the corporate world and and I haven't looked back since. It's been the most rewarding work ever. And just as you know, like watching clients heal, watching patients heal um, through nutrition, through lifestyle changes, through, through holistic interventions. Um, it's just amazing, um, amazing to see. And I think the message I want to make clear is that there, there is another way. And, and there's so many positive side effects that come out of this work too. It's not just healing for whatever specific ailment you're dealing with, but it's also prevented ends up with preventative health as well, right? Because you're, you're getting that balance and, and you're preventing further disease, you're preventing cancers, you're preventing everything else. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, as you can tell, I'm very passionate about it and very passionate about working with people who have struggled with or are struggling with autoimmune conditions or any kind of physical ailment, really gastrointestinal issues, hormone imbalance, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. and you've, so, you've navigated both the natural world and the conventional world with your own healing journey. So yeah, uh, yep. know, I think, I feel like you, for me dealing with some of my healing stuff, post mold exposure, I haven't gone down the conventional road. So, mm-hmm. but I do know, you know, a bit of what happens in the conventional side, both from my training and also what patients have gone through, but 
Right. Um, how have you seen the two worlds coming together as being important? In your yeah, journey? that's, that's a really good question. So in the beginning, I can remember distinctly being sitting in the rheumatologist's office when I got my diagnosis and he handed me this huge stack of pamphlets and basically told me that if you were going to have rheumatoid arthritis in any day and age, this is the day and age to have it. Cause we have these amazing treatments. And he, he, and he just said, take a look at these and figure out which medication you want. And I was so taken back by that because I had watched what my dad had gone through. Right. So I was very cynical at that point. And I just was like, and I said, well, I'm probably not going to take these medications. And he just looked at me and said, well, if you don't, you're going to end up in a wheelchair. And Gosh. I got up and walked out of his office and I threw those pamphlets in the trash and Good I for walked you. out and, and I, I just thought that's it. Like I am determined to heal and I will not end up in a wheelchair. And I am happy to report I'm not in a wheelchair. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and I am very active still. And, um, but there was a point where, um, you know, I, I went the holistic naturopathic way and, and did functional medicine treatments and all of those things for quite a while. But my case was so extreme as far as, you know, my inflammation levels were so high. We mm -hmm. couldn't, the doctor I was working with at the time, she was a functional medicine doctor. She had healed herself from lupus. And she even said to me, everything we're trying, it's for some reason for you, it just isn't enough in, in your inflammations, like a runaway freight, freight train. And we can't even slow the train down, let alone turn the train around. And, um, she said, you need to go on biologics, which is, you know, medications used for autoimmune conditions like rheumatoid arthritis. And so at the time it was, I felt defeated and it was, it was kind of devastating for me because I kept reading all these other stories of people who had healed and, and, and asking a lot of the whys, like, why isn't this working for me? You know? And so mm -hmm. I went on the meds, but honestly, like my, my perspective on it shifted at that point, because at that time, when my, when my inflammation levels were that high, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't go to, I mean, it took, I took a year off of work at that time. It took everything in me to get up out of bed, take a hot shower and get to the couch. And I would just lay there all day. Um, it was not a, not a way to live at all. And, um, and so I ended up going on the biologic and I was able to get back on my feet again. I was able to go back to work. So I kind of came to the realization there's a time and a place for both. And yeah. I never, ever at any point gave up on the nutrition side or, or even I was still doing a lot of holistic work and, and working with functional medicine. So still having lots of supplements, still getting all my labs done, still doing all that in conjunction with the medications that I was on, but it, it allowed me to kind of get back on my feet. And the doctor had told me at that point, we will, we will work to wean you off of it. We just need mm -hmm. this to help slow the train down. And so I'm so glad I did. And, and that's when I realized I shouldn't be so cynical towards it because there's yeah. always a time and a place for it. Mm -hmm. And, and, but I do believe you have to still have both in conjunction. So I still had to stay on the right nutrition plan for me in order mm -hmm. to keep, still keep my inflammation levels down, even with the help with the medication. Yes. And it, when I went off that nutrition plan, my inflammations would rise, even mm -hmm. if I was still on the medication. So it was still a clear answer to me that nutrition still has a major role in this. Oh, huge. And it's so, so cool that your doctors were open to yes. having that long-term goal of weaning you down as low as possible or even off of meds. Yes. Um, that's great. And I think that brings up an important point that 
when you do have something like an autoimmune condition and you do need to work with someone who's in the conventional world that you want to pick someone who's going to speak a similar language to you. It might not be the same, but it might be like, you know, Spanish and Latin, like you can kind of understand each other a little bit. Right. Um, That's so important. Otherwise you're just going to be butting heads and you're going to be getting these. I mean, I see that as like a word curse that doctor spoke over you unknowingly, but you're going to be in a wheelchair if you don't take like, how do you know that for my situation? I mean, it's like, got to let go of this God complex, right. Or even them just coming from fear themselves, fear Mm -hmm. can be so toxic, especially when it comes to something that's not very well understood in the conventional world. So they'll just put like a blanket statement on things. And you just have to be really careful mentally to not let that create, you know, plant that seed in your head. That's going to grow. Right. Because our cells are listening to every thought that we have and, Mm -hmm. and it affects your whole entire body. That's why if I have clients that have recently been given some diagnosis, the first thing I always tell them is do not own that diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Do not own it. And, um, don't let that become your identity, you know, because, because that does something to you and Mm -hmm. you're, you, you begin to believe it and you begin to live your life out. Like you, like you own it. Yes. So true. So, so true. And I know both of us, we've been a lot more interested in learning about like limbic retraining and all that, because that is the pain centers in the brain. So that's been a whole thing we've been diving into. It's probably too much of a super fun rabbit trail to go down right now. We'll, we'll leave it, but, but, but the limbic system is part, you know, where the pain is and that's where you can store traumas, right? PTSD. And so you can feel, and I'm sure a lot of you guys listening who deal with chronic pain, it tends to coincide with emotional pain. You know, when, when you feel physically pain, painful, you're, you have more of that emotional pain and also vice versa. I think it really feeds into each other. So understanding the brain part of it is really important in healing those, those traumas um, as much as you can. And I think, you know, it's, it's one thing to be said for like revisiting something and trying to process it, but sometimes we revisit it too much, you know, and and it creates that cortisol, adrenaline, norepinephrine mm-hmm. response that's just in that loop and that's the part of the brain where you need to heal so right doing whatever we can under reliving it and then it creates those stronger neural pathways to where it becomes like the super highway of, of a memory for you right so how exactly. I mean it truly is like you what you focus on is is you know what you appreciate appreciates right there's all these different ways to say it but focusing mm-hmm. on the good and is as cliche as it can sound it really does change your neurochemistry so for someone who has chronic pain you know, doing laugh therapy, watching comedies, you know, mm-hmm. getting outside, getting perspective, realizing that there's a world out there aside from your pain. So the less exactly. that you're focusing on the pain and focusing on the good, it is going to really help and create those neural pathways where you have relief instead of that just knee jerk pain response. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And that, and that honestly was a big piece of my healing journeys. Even the doctor that I'd been working with at that time, when she told me I needed to go on meds and she was she was scratching her head saying, we've done all these things. And, and I'm not sure why it's not working. And she just looked at me. She's like, there's an emotional component you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and so that was like a big, a big light bulb went on in my head. And, and looking back at, you know, before I was mentioning, like my first question, when I got my diagnosis, when my dad got his was why, mm-hmm. you know, because at right. that time I was diagnosed, I was, I perceived myself as like my peak. I was very active. I was a runner. I was at the peak of my career. I had just gotten married. And so like life was great. And then this thing comes out out of left field and blindsides me. And then my dad, he was very healthy. 
Um, also a runner, never drank, never smoked, lived a healthy life. And so I think for him, looking back on it, there must have been an unresolved trauma or emotional piece that wasn't dealt with. Mm -hmm. um, and, and also they say stress is, you know, one of the biggest components in autoimmune um, disease, you know, that it's, I think it's like 80% yeah. Of, of people with autoimmune conditions, a, a lot of those are triggered by a stressful um, incident. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and that's one question I ask a lot of clients when we talk about their, their, their story, their health stories, like, tell me about what was going on in your life when you started noticing symptoms. And there's, oh, usually nine, nine out of 10 times, there's something emotional, a stressful event that has happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think it, it's like targeting that the limbic system just in that trauma loop. Right. And it's, it's interesting how, you know, looking up some stats, recent stats, there's 50 million Americans that have one or more autoimmune conditions, but 75% of those are women. Right. So it's, it's very, I think, complex as to why that is. I mean, the first thing you think of obviously is the difference in hormones, right? You know that As a woman goes through changes with her hormones, she can have certain autoimmune you know, risks go up, especially maybe in your case where you had a family history, or if there's another, you know, some sort of trauma, some sort of stress or infection or whatever, and then you bring in the hormone component to it and sort of this perfect storm that right. can happen, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So now what do you feel like what, so going through your, your healing and it's always a journey, right. But looking mm -hmm. at the, the major things that really catapulted you and helped so much in your recovery? What, what do you think those things would be? Um, I think it was, I mean, obviously nutrition was a really big piece. So, um, just, you know, at the time I wasn't a health coach when I was going through my, my, when I first got diagnosed and going through the beginning of my journey. And so, mm -hmm. um, but so having to relearn, really relearn what I was taught, what it was, what it meant to be healthy, what it meant to eat, um, you know, nutrition and yeah. how that feeds your body. So really relearning that. Um, and then also fine tuning what that new, right nutrition plan is for me specifically, because yeah. what I've learned not only through my training, but my own experience is there's not one diet that fits all we're all, you know, bio individual. So we're, we're mm -hmm. all so uniquely made that we have to find the right the healing journey and the nutrition plan for each individual is going to look very different. So even if you have you know, the same type of autoimmune condition as someone else, right. What worked for them may not work for you. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's where that, when my, in my beginning of my journey, I would read books of, of people who healed themselves. So I would try everything they did and it wasn't working for me. And then, or I tried the diet they're on and it wasn't working for me. And so it wasn't through, I, I didn't have somebody to kind of lead me through it. So it was very much trial and error for me in the beginning of just trying to figure it out on my own. I mean, I tried everything. I was vegan. I was a raw foodist. I was, um, paleo. I was vegetarian. I mean, all the things. So, um, and I kind of, kind of figured out what was, what I felt best on. And it was tuning, learning to tune into my body and allow my body kind of guide me, guide me through that. Yes, for sure. And it, that is such an important point is that one person could get better on a vegetarian diet, plant-based diet, someone else, they need carnivore. Right. So, yes. I would <laughs> say more extremes. people, people usually steer more towards the paleo or carnivore in my experience of what works best, but I swear there have been some people I've, I've 
worked with in my career, not a lot of them, but that just did better on a plant-based. So it's, you have to be open-minded to it. Exactly. Know? Yeah, you really do. And trying to figure out what's, what's the right one for that specific individual. So I would mm-hmm. say nutrition is a huge piece. Um, but also it's this, how you manage the stress. Um, stress alone, I can, I can tell, um, in my own instance, and as well as I see it in clients is they can be eating perfectly, you know, quote unquote perfectly, but if they're in a stressful work environment or they're in a stressful relationship or their home environments chaotic, they will continue to feel horrible. And so it's, it's doing what's necessary. First of all, make your health a priority. Um, and I think a lot not to stereotype women, but we tend to put ourselves on the back burner a lot of times, especially if we have families. Um, and so making the carving out the time, making, being intentional about putting your health first, because without your health, you have, you, you have nothing to give if you yourself are not strong and healthy. And so making that a priority. So if you need to make adjustments in your life to create space for your healing and be really protective of that time to, um, to, to manage stress. If that means adjusting your work schedule, if that means adjusting your job and not everybody can do this obviously, but doing what you can to, to give yourself more time and space to focus on your healing. That's a big Mm -hmm. one, I think too. Yeah. We all have more control than we think we do. And for those moms who have a hard time prioritizing yourselves because you really feel like you have to give to everyone. Just try to think like if you're, if your kids were in your shoes, what would you want them to do for themselves? Right. Yeah. A cool little like mental yeah. hack. I love you it. just want to do everything for them. So, okay. If they're in your shoes, what would you want them to do for themselves? Now I'll give that to yourself because they're watching everything you're doing anyway. So exactly. the way you're treating yourself <laughs> is how they're going to treat themselves. So it truly is. It's just a way to fast forward the process a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And then I would say just cleaning everything up in your, in your food, in your lifestyle, in your environment, cleaning mm-hmm. things up to just, we know that environmental toxins have a huge, you know, take a huge toll on our bodies and our endocrine system um, that can throw yeah. our hormones out of balance. So cleaning things up where you can and, 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 and then starting to look deep down into what's going on. Where do you have imbalance going on in, in your, in your body? That's why working with someone like yourself, like a naturopath doctor who can run the, the best labs where you can really dive in and figure out what is going on underneath. I think that was mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me is I knew in kind of intrinsically when I first got my diagnosis, there was, there was a reason for this there. It, this didn't just come out of nowhere. Right. And so, but the doctors, I was like the, the, the allopathic medicine wasn't interested in trying to dive in and figure out what's going on underneath or what could have mm-hmm. triggered it. Whereas someone like yourself, that's what you love to do. You, you dive in and you dig in and figure out, okay, what is there an underlining infection? Is there an underlining virus? Is there, how's your gut looking? Do you have leaky gut? Do you have, where's this inflammation? Like why, why are your inflammation levels high in the first place? Mm -hmm. And, and really diving in and figuring out where those imbalances are. Um, That's a huge piece. Yeah. Huge. So looking at how our approach is expanding on that a little bit. So yeah. for you guys listening who are like, how can an, an ND and a nutrition coach work together? Like what's the process? So you can work with, with Christy, just jumping and working to her with nutrition, um, or you could work with me. And then we, you know, then I bring in Christy's support based on your case. So either way is totally cool. Um, but how it works if let's say they're going the route working with both of us. So 
patient will call or email. We schedule them for a first patient appointment. Um, that's an hour long visit with me. And that's where I go through all your health history. I'm asking a gazillion questions, um, probably way more than you want to be asked, especially around your poop. Uh, <laughs> I had a patient yesterday. She goes, what's a bowel movement? I go, okay, tell me about your poop. Let's just, <laughs> let's just get a little more casual with their language. Yeah. So, you know, nothing's off the table about a topic that we could talk about what, what you've been dealing with. Nothing is too much information at, at all. Um, so after that, then I'll decide which labs I want to run for you. Most people I run a comprehensive blood panel and that looks at all your major body systems, like your liver and kidneys, your immune system, your thyroid, we check inflammation markers, which is really important, you know, for the autoimmune assessment. We can also do additional autoimmune, um, markers. So that's just a head to toe scan of all your, um, body systems, antibodies that can be responded. So, um, so we're checking, you know, the brain tissue, we're checking the bones, the heart, I mean, liver hormone related autoimmune, like all that stuff we can check in the blood. It's really cool. And then I also will check an iron panel, super important for women, especially. Um, and then I'll do a leaky gut panel. I'll also check for gluten sensitivity and um, nutritional deficiencies. So I pretty much run that on everybody. Um, the autoimmune is an add-on. And then I'll also check hormones usually too. Um, beyond that, if there's some real digestive issues showing up, we'll do a stool test, uh, may do food sensitivities, may look at, um, you know, an adrenal stress index. So all that stuff depends on the individual case. We can do mold testing. We do um, uh, toxin testing. So checking things like glyphosate, um, BPA, phthalates, all that we can check. Let's say you live near a farm that isn't the organic kind and you have all, I mean, I have patients that they'll say, you know, I'm right next to a farm that has glyphosate that's being sprayed every day. And we'll check wow. very high levels of glyphosate, which is yeah. roundup. So, you know, it, it is really important that, you know, we have a targeted approach with how we treat patients, but that's because we also have a very targeted approach, figuring out the root cause of what's happening for them. So you're absolutely right. You can have two people with RA and it's a totally different reason for the two of them, why they got it. Right. Um, this, the approach on treating them may be similar in a lot of ways by working on reducing inflammation, but let's say one person, they have, you know, all those high levels of the toxins and someone else, they have a, you know, a mold issue, or maybe it's more of a gut infection or something like that. So you do have to treat the cause. Um, so, so that's, that's big. And, and so let's say I'm working at the patient and I see, okay, they have a raging gluten sensitivity and they have, you know, an issue with almonds and egg whites and, you know, I don't know, eggplant or something. Random. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have the time or the brain that is some, that's like yours where I can, um, you know, put together all the specifics of how to implement that in the real world, real world daily with your actual meals. Right. Um, that's where you coming in is so helpful. And then also the mental part of it too, right? Cause it's mm -hmm. like, it can be, depending on where someone's starting from one person may go, what's gluten. Right. You know, another person right. may, may already know, cause maybe their husband's been gluten-free for five years or something. So they're coming from a different place. So starting where they're, where they're coming from is really important. Right. Um, but yeah. So anything else you wanted to add on how your approach yeah. is? Yeah. So I will, you know, I'll be able to kind of come in and, and if it's a, if it's a patient that you're working with and, and you've asked me to kind of come in and, and provide help provide that collaborative care approach, um, I will be able to see the lab results. And so I, before I even meet with the person, I'll sit down and I'll review um, their labs to understand, okay, do they have leaky gut? What micronutrient deficiencies are they dealing with? Do, have you done a, um, have they done a um, food sensitivity test? If so, what foods are they sensitive to? 
Um, do they have any bacterial overgrowth in the gut? What's going on mm-hmm. with that? And that's just for my knowledge so that when I meet with them and we start to formulate a plan, I, I take that information and, and have that as a piece of the puzzle. Um, so when I'm formulating, um, I'll work to formulate kind of a nutrition plan for the, for the specific individual based on what their ultimate health goals are. So if it were like autoimmune condition, yeah, we want to work on getting inflammation levels down. So bringing in elements of an anti-inflammatory diet into it, um, working to heal and seal the gut lining. So you're handling a lot of that from a medical perspective and supplementation and things like that. And then I come in and handle it from a nutritional standpoint. So mm-hmm. what are things I'm always looking at? Yeah, there is time and a place where we have to pull things out of the diet for a period of time, um, maybe in a therapeutic sense. Um, but those are never in my mind, long-term solutions. That's th- very therapeutic. So it's short-term. Right. Um, and so I don't like to get my clients into like a restrictive state unless it's absolutely necessary. So, right. and then when we do pull things out, for instance, gluten sensitivity, we need to pull gluten out for, for a bit. So in, in order to allow your gut to heal. And if there's food sensitivities, maybe we need to re- remove those sensitivities for a period of time. And that's all with the intention of allowing the gut, the time and the space to heal. Mm -hmm. And so, and then I'm always looking at what nutrients can we add in to help support that healing um, of the gut lining? And then also how, what nutrients can we add in to help balance the microbiome? So the, the balance between the good and the bad bacteria in the gut. So Mm -hmm. whether that's probiotic rich foods or prebiotics, if the individual can tolerate probiotic rich foods, because some people with bacterial overgrowth, that would be detrimental to them. So it's, that's where like the individualized approach comes from where we're, we're fine tuning it to them specifically. Um, and then we're addressing other things besides the nutrition piece of it. We're, we're addressing, okay, what is your, what's off your plate that's nourishing you. So talking about unresolved trauma and stress, talking about environmental toxins, talking about work-life balance, talking about relationships. Um, I'm not a therapist, so we you know, I know where I need to draw my line there, but it's also just creating a safe space for clients to discuss these things and identify areas of their life that maybe have an imbalance and need some more love and attention. And how do we infuse joy back into those specific areas as well? Mm-hmm. Um, and we call those primary foods because they actually are more important than the nutrients you're putting into your body in some cases, but so I think good. it's, yeah. So I think it's important to take uh, you looking at the person as a whole person, um, rather than just that one individual say, we're just looking at the gut. Well, the gut is connected to so many other things in the body, you know, and so, mm-hmm. which is connected to your brain. And so when, whatever you have going on in your brain, your thought life, your stress, your unresolved traumas, that's affecting the cells in your body. And so we have to take a look at the whole picture and we have to address everything to, to find that, that complete healing. Yeah. I love one of those things that you have uh, patients fill out where they, it's like a beach mm. ball kind of thing. And each one, yeah. it's like a pie, right. And each slice represents a different thing, like your financial uh, health, your mental health, right. Your, your spirituality, your spiritual, social, all that stuff. And you yeah. want to have it filled out where it's, it's pretty circular, you know, right. you don't have this, uh, this wheel with some spokes out. So right. um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's a fun exercise. It's a, it's a good visual call it the circle of life. And it's a really good visual to see, wow, I had no idea. Like my had so much imbalance in these areas, because again, there's certain areas of our life we throw to the back burner. 
Right. And we don't really give it a lot of thought and we don't mm -hmm. think that they're that important, but um, when in actuality, it's, it's very important for your yeah. overall well-being. It's a big eye-opener doing that exercise for sure. <laughs> so fun. let's let's give people some uh, things that they can start to implement that will help them. So let's say someone has been, you know, recently diagnosed or maybe they know they've had an autoimmune. What, what would be some things that you could recommend where they can start? Yeah, so basic places to start is start crowding out um, inflammatory foods. So I use the term crowding out a lot by by which means adding in foods that serve your body that help push out the things that are not serving you. So um, every time I ask a client to remove something, I'm always going to give them a replacement. Um, so crowding out inflammatory foods is going to be start crowding out industrialized seed oils. So canola oil, sunflower oil, uh, safflower oil. Basically, these oils are in everything. So um, you, you got to start looking at in ingredient lists. So salad dressing, every condiment out there, pasta sauce, all of that packaged foods, chips, cookies, everything, they all have it in it. And mm -hmm. so we really want to be looking for products that are, that are made with olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil. And there are, are good products out there that do replace those oils with these healthier um, oils. Obviously moving towards more of a plant-based diet, that's going to help eliminating those processed packaged foods. Um, and then swapping out refined sugar. So replacing cane sugar, high fructose corn syrup, artificial sweeteners um, with lower glycemic natural sugar. So coconut sugar, raw honey, maple syrup, all of that, you know, that's still sugar. So we still want to keep it in moderation. Um, and like I said, moving towards a whole food diet. So I always tell clients, if you can hunt it, catch it, milk it, or pick it, you can eat it. <laughs> oh, I so, love that. Um, I would also say, look at your overall toxic load, um, our, your water, your drinking, the air you're breathing, um, you know, what's your EMF exposure, um, mm -hmm. what's your skincare routine, like your household cleaners, your laundry detergents. Um, it can be that, that whole topic can feel very overwhelming because there's toxins all around us, but if you, know, you just I always say, start small and work your way through it. So when you run out of a product, next time you have to replace it, replace it with the cleaner, cleaner product. That's great. Um, yeah. and, and with EMF exposures, there's a lot of simple things you can do with that. Like turning your Wi-Fi off at night when you go to sleep, um, using wired headphones when you're using your cell phone, um, mm -hmm. keeping your phone even just an arm's length away is better than having it near your body. Right. Um, so there's, there's just simple things like that, that can help to start to reduce that, that EMF exposure. Yeah, we have, um, I can put in the show notes, a, a couple of shows we have on those topics too. If you guys want to learn more about the EMF, um, the EMF stuff. So yeah, yeah. Yep. It's a big topic. It is a big topic. It's one of and those then, that I'm like, I'm going to put in that box over there because it's a lot, it but is. you know, <laughs> you just do, do as much as you can, like, like talking with, um, you know, headphones that are plugged in. If you are mm -hmm. going to use, you know, the Bluetooth stuff, do it as, as infrequently as you can. Um, right. You know, people leave those things in all day. Yeah. And all night while you're sleeping all too. Night. Right. That's they have crazy. these, they have these awesome like kill switches that you can buy too, um, oh. which is really, really helpful for that. Um, and then the other one is stress, address your stress. Um, so like I was mentioning before, some studies show that 50% of autoimmune disorders have been triggered by physical or psychological stress. Mm -hmm. Um, and that there's, there's also a study I found on PubMed that talks about the stress triggered, uh, neuroendocrine hormones can lead to immune dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's another potential trigger right there. 
So taking the time to address, uh, checking in with yourself first to see, am I stressed? A lot of us, I think, just plow through our days, not realizing how stressed we are. And so just taking that time to check in with yourself. So I always encourage my clients, like build in routines, like build in a morning routine, build in an evening routine, like a morning routine that helps you kind of ease into your day. And then an evening routine that helps you ease into bedtime, sleep time, Mm -hmm. um, that it kind of just creates this padding of time throughout your day that gives you some space, um, to be intentional. So there's a lot of you know, stress reducing exercises. I talk a lot about with clients, but a big one is, is just like a gratitude journal. Like you and I were talking about earlier, just that changing that having that perspective shift towards the positive. So maybe you're Mm -hmm. ending your day with just writing down three things you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe it's starting your day off with just like a journal, like a a brain dump, or I don't know if you've heard of morning pages where Mm -hmm. you just wake up in the morning and you just, there's no rules to it, which I love. So it's just more of like, whatever's on your mind, just put it all on paper and maybe write one or two things you're going to be intentional about in your day. And it, yeah. these practices don't have to take 20 minutes. It could be five minutes that you're taking to do this. Yes. I love it. I think uh, how my brain works is having like a big grab bag of options and just, yeah. you know, picking one each day that I want to do. Like I did some Pilates earlier, you know, mm-hmm. yesterday it's taking, taking a relaxing walk. Um, yeah. the other days I, you know, took a bath. So I think it's really it. important to not let the stress reduction cause stress, <laughs> right? <laughs> like all the to do's are reducing stress. So yeah, just, and, and for some people, they just need like one thing, the same thing that they do every day for like a month, you know, right. so keep it simple. If that's, if that's a better way that your brain works. Yeah. Keep it simple and keep it to things you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do things reluctantly because you feel like you have like, Oh, this is like one of the things I need to check off my list today. It, it's more about find something that brings you joy and do that. Yep. Yep. And be gentle with yourself. I find that autoimmune, you know, patients who deal with that, they're just Mm. especially hard on themselves. I think it's kind of symbolic for the process that's happening in their bodies. So just really cutting yourself some slack and and giving you, giving yourself some, some huge, um, you know, pats on the back when you're (laughs) consistent. So, so small and sustainable is what I find that works best. Um, you know, we're all little kids. I think mentally that we all get excited about, stars and, and congratulations and, you know, Mm -hmm. rewards and stuff. So something simple, you could have a a calendar and just get some gold star stickers and just put a star on each day that you do something, you know, to, uh, to be healthier. So, um, so yeah, all those little things. And I can't stress the, the importance of the basics, even for something like an actual physical diagnosis, like starting with these basics is so important. So foundational because everything builds on top of that. So, you know, even with my patients, I'm always having them focus on getting the sleep, reducing the Mm. stress, you know, walking Mm -hmm. that type of stuff because everything builds on top of it. And it just doesn't work unless you do those things. Um, cause that's the actual healing part, not just treating your symptoms with medication. Yeah, definitely. um, So all that is, is so important. And, um, so yeah, if you guys want to get some help with your own health issues, if you maybe are dealing with this, you know, you're dealing with some autoimmune issues or you're suspecting something and you just want to speak the same language as your health providers, we'd be happy to work with you. You just go to our website, shine and you can reach out. Um, Kate, our office manager is 
eager, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed to help <laughs> anyone that she can. She's the best. She's what the to best. Talk, what to talk Kate into to being on the show sometime. Yes, I would love that'd that. Be, that'd be so fun. She's a legend, <laughs> a shine legend. So, um, so yeah, so reach out. We're happy to get you scheduled and, and get you feeling better. And, you know, like I said, you can jump to working with Christy directly if you just want to work on some you know, some mental, emotional support with, um, with your nutrition journey. If you want to get some specifics of how to um, improve your diet, if you want to do the medical and nutrition um, approach we're you know, we're happy to work together. It's really fun too, because we can, you know, we communicate with each other about patient cases where it's like, okay, yes. this patient's, you know, she's transitioning off of a SIBO diet. Now she's doing, you know, a transition back to, to eating more of an expanded diet, or this person has like raging fungal overgrowth. So we're going to be doing, you know, an anti-candida diet for a while, for a while. And what I love about how Christy works with patients is that she helps them to transition, um, off of therapeutic diets to having more of a expanded, you know, quote unquote, regular diet. Um, that's the part that's missed a lot for people. Mm. And that is like those stages that they never end up being able to step into. So that is really important because you do not want to have a limited diet forever. You just yeah, really don't definitely. You want to be able to eat, you know, for the most part, whatever you want with, you know, with reason. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. as your body, and I always tell clients, as your body continues to heal, you'll be able to eventually eat a lot of those foods again. It's just, mm -hmm. we don't, every person heals at a different pace. And so we just don't know yeah. how long it will be until then, but we keep testing it to see, okay, yep. are you able to eat this yet? Let's test it out. And, and slowly, slowly bringing in a very strategic way, bringing these foods back in. Yes. Yes. Well, I could talk all day with you. Is there anything else you want to leave with us? And also how can people follow you? Yeah. Uh, I think the one thing I want to leave with people, um, it, you know, the healing journey is very unique to you. Um, what works, like I mentioned before, it works for someone else may not work for you. So, um, I always encourage people be an advocate for yourself. Um, don't be afraid to speak up, ask the questions, do your, do your own research, get the right team in your corner, um, and, and never give up. The healing journey is very, uh, once two steps forward, one step back. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, sometimes it's trial and error because it's trying to figure out what is going to be the right protocol for you specifically. So being patient with the process and giving yourself a lot of grace through it, because, um, you know, you have your good days and your bad days, but I always say never, never give up, never stop asking the why. Yes. Amen. So. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> and then if people can follow me at Christy Lee wellness, if you're interested on Instagram and, and then like, like you said, reach out to us at shine, if you're interested in, in working together. Yes. Well, Yay. you did it. Good job. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Reach out to us if you need help. Have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody. And you too, Christy. And okay. we will talk soon. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great one. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.